Hello and welcome. This is Friend Request Summer Series. Thank you so much for joining me. You know, in interviewing people, I found a lot of people that kind of run their own business. Uh, you know, you think of people like Leslie Bailey, who was on here, Lauren Carroll, Leah Carroll, uh, Elizabeth Clayton, so many people that I've had on here that run their own business. And I was wondering, like, what is that process? How do you get to that point? You know, you hear these stories of, oh, I was slumming and living on the streets and eating pizza out of the garbage can. And now I own New York. And you're like, wait, what? That's, that's crazy. What, how'd you do that? Um, and you don't really hear that in between, right? You hear A and Z, but you don't get the rest of the story. And that's where I wanted to dive in with people and find out, you know, like, when did they realize that they had a marketable skill or talent? And what did that transition look like? You know, like, what were your support systems between, uh, leaving your day job and, and starting this business and, you know, actually making a paycheck and then what kind of advice do they have? So this is great. I've learned so much and I'm, I'm very excited to pass this on to you guys. And these people are phenomenal. You're going to hear some familiar voices throughout the summer, uh, that you might recognize from some other episodes, but you're also going to hear some really new, unique, amazing voices and, and, and the things that they're doing. So I'm so excited to bring this to you. I hope you enjoyed the episode. I'm Mark Savant, the founder of the digital media agency, Mark Savant Media, and the host of the After Hours Entrepreneur. Well, first of all, like I said, thanks for being here. Thanks for doing this. Uh, it, it's funny. I know you from Clubhouse, and this has been such a short-lived thing for me so far. I've been on there less than a month, and, and the networking I've been able to do uh, is, is unreal. And and it, the scary and, and and sad thing is, you know, it's going to be short-lived because, like anything that's yeah. that's like this, once more people catch on, uh, you know, it's going to thin out, and and you're not going to have that sort of access anymore. So I feel super fortunate to to have that access to the people, you know, like. When I'm in rooms with you and I'm getting advice on my podcast from uh, the editor in chief, Entrepreneur Magazine, and stuff, like, I'm like, oh wait, what? How, how's it's not this normal. Possible? Yeah, this no. stuff isn't normal. You know, no, it's, <laughs> it's pretty cool. It's nuts. Yeah, I like it a lot, uh, and it's it's allowed me to uh, really excel. And it's funny, and I want to use this kind of as a segue right into uh, what you do. Is so early on, <laughs> I did do some research, but. <laughs> Early on, uh, and I don't know if it was the the Awesome Dad Show, the Act da Act the Dad Show, or if it was After Hours Entrepreneur, but one of those in the first episode, you said something that I think um, you kind of brushed over it. But I imagine it's a strategy that has helped you become who you are, and it's something that has really helped me make a, a pivot. And that is surrounding yourself with people that are more successful than you. With Clubhouse, that has been easier than it ever has in my life. <laughs> So I'm wondering, before we get into what you're doing now, I wanted I wanted to go back, back in time, back to, uh, you know, you graduate high school, you go to college, and, and around that time when the narrative kind of like falls apart a little, because the, my listeners like, and I think a lot of people when they're thinking about entrepreneurship or starting a business or anything along those lines, what you typically hear from people is the A and the Z, right? They're like, oh, I was delivering donuts <laughs> in the sewers of New York City. And like, now I own New York City. And like, well, wait, 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 what happened in the middle? Like, what was, <laughs> what was that journey? Because that's the relatable part. That's the step-by-step -step part that people can get uh, real value from. And, and you, you know, you fit in everything into a small episode. So I know you didn't elaborate too much, but I'm curious what that looks like when 
you graduate high school, you, you, you say your childhood was kind of like a blessed childhood. I imagine that means your parents were staying together. Uh, you had a pretty good household. Uh, you graduated the 4.0, you go to college. And then I wonder what that path looked like kind of on your way to realizing you wanted to get out of where you were at and, and, you know, go back to school and, and figure out what that new path. Oof. I know that's a big one. I'm starting with a big one. I know. <laughs> that's a, that's a big question. That's a, that's a book. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think Justin, like a lot of people, when I got out of high school, I really didn't know who I was. I didn't know what I wanted to do. I didn't know who I wanted to be. You know, in high school, we took this personality test. I think it's the Myers Briggs or something like that. Yeah. So I, I get to know my personality and it, it's kind of remarkable looking back when I took it, I was like this, what is this thing talking about? This isn't me. But actually, looking back, it was actually incredibly accurate when I read through it again. Um, I think that the biggest mistake that I made, and I think a big mistake that a lot of young people make, is not being true to yourself, not being true to what you actually want, what you're passionate about, right? Because mm -hmm. there's a lot of pressure put on you for whatever reason by friends, family, society, whoever you want to say, to execute a certain role, right? Whether yeah. that's go to college, get a job, get a career, get married, or whether that's go into pro athletics or become a, an AC technician or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, and I think in hindsight, I, I really should have recognized that creativity is a really important part of who I am. Um, I also really enjoy meeting new people and, and the personal relationships that we get to build in, in a, an awesome avenue like this. And you know, when I graduated high school, this was 2001. Yeah. We didn't have podcasting wasn't a thing yeah. at that time. Yeah, we're the same you age. It's <laughs> yeah, right? yeah. It's a small world. But I, I, fl I floundered, Justin. I floundered. I didn't know what I wanted to do and until eventually I just hit this point where I was just – I wouldn't say I was at like a super low point, but I was just – very apathetic, not making anything happen. My life was just kind of very stable in this. It was like frozen. And I, I've got to say, I got to give a lot of credit to my wife. It wasn't my wife at the time. We were just, we just started dating. And I think she brought out that sense of responsibility, that yeah. sense of need. And that's kind of when I started experimenting, trying new things. And um, yeah, that, that would, I think that was the first thing that kind of jogged me out of my apathy it's, if you would it's funny how how women can do that right <laughs> um it, 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 i mean <laughs> yeah i've talked about uh and i was doing an interview yesterday well someone was interviewing me and and they're asking me like what was going on with you i was like well i i fucked up everything and then i met my wife and i was like oh i need to <laughs> i need to get my shit together if i want to like hold on to her and that's when i started like i'm gonna improve my credit score i'm gonna get a better job and and it's it's amazing the things we can start to do for someone else and then discover that we're we're really doing it for ourselves eventually like right like that's the end goal is you if you're not doing that for your yourself you only get the one life here and, and having the right partner you, you said it earlier surrounding yourself with the right people yeah. and that starts for sure with your partner <laughs> yeah. it it makes a huge difference absolutely i i'm wondering so I go through a couple things here. And like I mentioned, the journey, I think, is the most important message that, that listeners can get because those are the steps that everyone's wondering about, right? So first for you, when it comes to not only podcasting, because you have a hilariously radio voice and I'm like, of course, why <laughs> why weren't you doing this 20 years ago? Uh, so so that part's funny to me. But the having the message to share, and I know uh, if anybody listens to your, your Act of Dad podcast, they know you... 
had this Facebook group and you were getting traction uh, on the the dad movement, the awesome dad movement. And yes, what what was the point where you realized you had this kind of marketable skill and idea that you're like, I can put this in a multimedia format. I can do something with this more than uh, comments and likes and, and Facebook posts. Like what what was that turning point like? Yeah. So I, w- I would say that I, it was not a casual interest when I f- started the Awesome Dad movement or Acted Dad, which is kind of how I first got started in digital content creation. I also want to say, Justin, I, I think this is important for everyone out there to to, to listen and to hear. It, it, I really appreciate the compliment about you know me having a radio voice and whatnot, because I got to be honest, <laughs> for years, I hated hearing my voice yeah. recorded. For years, you get used to it. <laughs> you, I, I think you do get used to it, but I just want to put that out there because I think as creators, people putting them, it, it takes a lot to put yourself out there through a podcast like this or through a YouTube channel or through yeah. a Facebook live show. It takes a lot, but just understand that it's very easy for us as the creator to be our our toughest judge, you know, yeah. when really just putting it out there and getting better and improving and it, it, it's not as bad as you think, I think, generally speaking, you know? Yeah. Um, so for me, it was it was intentional. I had this kind of aha moment. I was eating dinner with my with my wife and my daughter at this Chinese restaurant, and I just got so aggravated with the server because she didn't have the right type of rice that I wanted. They didn't have this 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 shrimp fried rice. And I got so upset. And I'm like, why where is my life? How did I get to this point? where I'm just flipping out because they don't have the exact type of rice I want. Like, how did I get here? And I, and I had to ask my, I got yelled at by this girl next to us. She's like, you're being rude. You're being a jerk. My wife was like, you know, you're kind of being a jerk. I was, we we walked out. I had to reassess. How do we get to where I was at? Because I had fallen into that trap, Justin, of I'm just going to keep doing what I'm told is the next step. Right. Not really truly listening to myself. And frankly, when you're growing up, it's hard to know what you're meant to do or what you're, destiny is it's hard to to pick that out and i think we put a lot of pressure on ourselves you know um but it at that point i I realized that something has to change i don't know what it is but i don't like the trajectory i'm on and i got to start trying new things so uh, up until that point i hadn't spent a lot of time on social media not anything business related right just the casual like talking to friends on Facebook type yeah. of stuff, right? Well, did you use that? I don't mean to interrupt, but did you use Facebook at all as a, as our social media in general um, when you were doing some of the insurance stuff that you've talked about doing before? Were you using it as a, because I mean, I think anyone listening so far can tell like you have a, whether I don't know whether it's trained or not, but like you have a sales, uh, a, a, I don't know, background, <laughs> Uh, pitch like the way the way you speak and, and you're because you're selling yourself as a brand right to anyone you're talking to sure. about Mark Savant Media so I imagine you kind of have to to some degree have that uh, mentality and how you speak and everything but I wonder if that came to fruition when you were doing something in sales as far as like insurance and stuff and were you using uh, social media to build that network. Cause I think we've all been in those spots where our friends get a job where they can like, you know, make more money, more clients they bring in. And then that, that networking skill comes into play. And I wonder if that yeah. was starting. No, the, the answer is no. Okay. The answer is no. <laughs> when I, when I started like really getting into building up act dad and the awesome dad group and the awesome dad show. And now the after hours entrepreneur, 
No, no. I, I went into it. I had no idea what I was doing. No <laughs> idea what I was doing. And, and that goes to show you that in this day and age, Justin, you have the ability to create your own reputation. Yeah. You have the ability to create your own destiny, which I think is so powerful. And, and it just as a general rule, just create the type of content that you want to be known for. It's that simple. Yeah. What do you want to be known for? You want to be known for being a master at Bitcoin? Make Bitcoin content, right? You want to be a master in digital media and social media and for business? Start making that type of content. That's what I ended up doing. And I merged them together at the time because I didn't know what I wanted to talk about. I just knew that I knew that the communication and the power of social media was real. It is real. 75% of purchasing decisions are made based on social media influence, right? So it's it's very important that you're creating some sort of reputation and resume online. Yeah. That's yeah. what people can see you. That's It's high school all over again online, right? <laughs> and um, yeah, I, I just said I want to be there, but I want to merge something that I'm passionate about. I'm passionate about being a dad, about being a parent. I'm passionate about social media let's put them together and and i just started just started running with it okay well then i guess back to my original question and i'll kind of rephrase it based on that information is how far into that because so you did your first episode of act dad uh actually tomorrow will be two years ago tomorrow uh, <laughs> and i know that only because i saw Crazy. the date on the on my phone and i was like oh that's my birthday because my birthday's tomorrow so i was like oh perfect um Dog. and so that two years ago, two years is not a long time, right? Like, and the older you get, two years gets shorter and shorter and shorter. <laughs> so what happened and how long did it take from that mark two years ago? You put out, you put out those episodes, right? You put out your first five episodes, whatever that looks like. <laughs> uh, you, you have this following you've started to build on social media before that even comes out, it sounds like. And then what's that click where you're like, this I can do this like I'm currently working and doing this but I could do this when when does that light bulb come on and how scary is that light bulb <laughs> sure so I mean it's amazing to think that I've, I've only been actually podcasting for a couple of years um so the question is when did I realize that I can actually support my family financially doing this digital media thing is that the question social media production yeah. Yeah. So, and this is, a, this is an interesting question. So I started the awesome dad show and I, I said, when I start this podcast, I'm going to go for at least 52 weeks. I'm going to go 52 weeks. I'm going to release 52 episodes of the awesome dad show. I'm going to, it's going to be every Monday and I'm going to do it. I, even if I don't get any downloads, even if nobody cares, I'm just going to do 52 episodes. Cause I think I can do this thing. I love podcasts. I'm learning a lot from podcasts. Yeah. I should be in, I should be in on this. Uh, no, I'd never recorded anything before. I didn't have a mic. I, again, totally clueless. Yeah. <clears throat> and so I just started producing episodes. I just try to make each episode a little bit better than the last, a little bit better than the last. Right. And, and over time you get better, right? You meet more people, your, your content gets better. Your guests are better. Uh, you know, I'm meeting up with NFL players and professional athletes and interviewing presidential candidates and celebrities that I've seen on TV. It's a really cool experience, right? Yeah. But at the end, at the end of 52 months, Justin, I, I recognized that n nobody was really paying me or asking me for, for parenting advice. 
people were coming to me and saying, hey, Mark, can you produce my podcast? Hey, Mark, can you edit my videos for me? Hey, Mark, how do you build a Facebook group? Right? People were asking me questions about how I was doing what I was doing. Yeah. People were paying me to find out how I'm doing what I'm doing and to support them with services and whatnot. And so I said, we might have something here. You know, I, because I, 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 I recognize that I, I started it out with that purpose of I want to create multiple streams of income. I want to stream, create multiple streams of revenue. I want to take control of my own destiny. I don't want to be subjugated to what some boss tells me or supervisor tells me I have to do. Yeah. I want to, I want to have control. I don't want to be the guy that wakes up in 10 years and realizes that what I went to college for, it doesn't even matter anymore because AI and technology have made me obsolete. I don't want to be there. Um, and so I just, I just started down that journey and I started generating and creating streams of income and it's, uh, I'm still very early in the process, yeah. <laughs> but it's a, it's a, it's a, I'm just honored to be here and I'm, I'm just glad to have the opportunity to, to work on it. Very blessed. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and that, that, I think that's a good thing to point out too is, so you didn't, that, I, this is actually huge. Um, and I've gone down this road myself, so it's funny that it's never occurred to me, but you did not go out and be like, I'm going to make this podcast so I can make this digital media company. Like that was not your goal. Right. But the, the thing that stuck out to me and I can relate to so much, and I think anybody can to some degree is people started coming to you because they saw you knew how to do something they didn't. Right. Like that underline that sentence 5,000 times. Cause that's, <laughs> that's the key. If you're, I, and Obviously, I'm not speaking as, as a professional entrepreneur or anything, but it makes the most sense that if people are already coming to you for a service, that might be something worth looking right. into, right? Well, this seems like a really good place to take a break and talk to you about Bravis Brewing. You guys have heard me talk about them before. They are a non-alcoholic brewery out of California, and they have some delightful beers. You might have seen me review some of them recently on my YouTube channel or on the SoberCurator.com where I write beer reviews. Either way, you got to check them out. I just ordered their limited edition coconut porter. That's right, a non-alcoholic coconut porter. I'll tell you, every time I miss a beer that I can't get non-alcoholic, uh, especially in the stout world, they come out with it. Their peanut butter stout, their, their seasonal uh, barrel-aged stout. Good on you, Bravas. If you guys want to check out Bravas, it is delicious. You can go to bravas.com. Use code FRIENDREQUEST. That's one word, F-R-I-E-N-D-R-E-Q-U-E-S-T. I've said that a lot. And save 10% off your order on me, guys. So go nuts. Bravas.com, code FRIENDREQUEST. Save 10%. Drink a little less alcohol. Have a, a beautiful day. I'm going to give you back to the show. Okay, bye-bye. But you need to have your eyes open because it, well, yeah. it's easy to miss it. It's oh, yeah. easy to miss well, it. Well, that's what I'm saying. I've, I've missed it a number of times. And I think yeah. it's it's amazing that you were able to have the, the foresight to see people are requesting something from me that I know how to do and they don't. That right there is the definition of a marketable skill. And you're right. I think... I think that's the key to success right now in, in a digital media world. If you're looking to build your personal brand, if you're looking to build, create something from nothing, the key is listening to others. Oh yeah. What, what's hitting, you know, because when you're starting a new podcast or show, or you start creating content on social media, you're going to have preconceived 
expectations of what people will like, and they're going to all be wrong, you know? So it's, it's listening yes. and, and learning is, is, is the key. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so we, we jumped into this a little bit, but I, I'm wondering, or maybe you're not, maybe you're not there yet. I'm making assumptions, but what does the transition look like from, and what support systems do you have, uh, underline that question part as well, uh, when you're transitioning from doing both to doing one, you know what I mean? Um, cause you know, some people it's their, their spouse is able to make enough income to where they can like build their business while that's happening. Or maybe like their parents are able to like, you know, start their company for them, whatever that looks like. Uh, or they're just working, you know, three jobs until they can only work one job. So yep. what does that look like for you either currently or when that transition happened? So, so this is a good question. And the answer is I'm, I'm not positive. Okay. I think, and I, so I'm reading uh, Patrick about David's uh, book, your next five moves. And I think it's really important just for, you know, it's really important when you're building a business, whatever it is that you're taking a step back and looking at the big picture, because it's very easy to get caught up on that treadmill of just doing the same thing. This is what I do. This is what I do. This is my routine. But part of your routine is be taking a step back and looking at what does my future look like in one year, five year, 10 years. Right. Um, so it's certainly my vision, my long-term vision to be, you know, living on a beach, recording episodes, creating content. I've got a team of 20, 20 to 40 people that are producing content in, in that sort of thing. Right. Building up this, yeah. this services based business. Um, so that's the long-term goal, but short term, there's different benchmarks that we need to, we need to hit to get there. Yeah. Right. And you also find it's very difficult to determine what those benchmarks are. It's it, it that's something that I'm tr really trying to work on. Just like you're saying, what is my value in the marketplace? You know, someone. I mean, it's it's very difficult to price yourself and your services, right? It's, yeah. it's that that's a challenge. Um, but really, what my my primary goals are right now, like my my step one is is getting up to a place where I my goal this year is to bring on five full time clients. Paying, I don't want to give away all my yeah, secrets. No, you're good. <laughs> but paying, but paying X amount a month, right? Yeah, yeah. Once I get to that point, I'm going to take a step back and I'm going to look at what I've created. I'm be like, have I just created an, an, a monster that's just absorbing all my time and energy because now I'm servicing too many clients. I've got too many people. There's too many moving parts because in a services based business, that is a. I mean, I've been in the insurance agency world for the last decade. It's it's very it's very difficult to manage all these people and moving parts. But anyway, my my first step is how can we get to this point where we're at least you know making good money. Yeah. We've got enough cash in the bank and whatnot. Um, I made good enough decisions this far that that we have very limited debt. Like our cars are paid off and all that. Um, so again, I'm in a good spot there. But I you know I don't know exactly what it's going to look like leaving my main job. I was talking to Benji Travis about this actually just yesterday. We were recording a show, um, and Benji was kind of in the kind of kind of pushing me. He's like, "Look, if you want to make this work, you got to go all in at some point." Yeah. And and to be honest, I'm not exactly sure what that's going to look like okay. because my primary job is 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 very it's it works it works it's great, but it's very difficult to build two things at once. Very difficult. Yeah. Being disciplined is probably discipline and perseverance are probably the most important factors to a successful entrepreneur, yeah. in my opinion, yeah. you know, because you're going to get stopped all the time with distractions 
and things that you want to do and and then the problems are going to pop up things aren't going to work crises yeah. it's every time every yeah. successful entrepreneur has to deal with these oh, yeah. so um so i want to shift the lens a little bit and and talk about something that uh, I know I deal with, most people I talk to deal with, and, and not everyone's comfortable talking about it. So if you want to skip over the question, that's fine. But uh, I want to talk about imposter syndrome, right? So that I, I feel like, especially in the entrepreneur world, um, unless you have like the straight A entrepreneur, like narcissist <laughs> way of doing things, there's going to be some level of imposter syndrome uh, with what you're doing. Uh, especially, you know, when we're networking, we're in, when we're in these clubhouse rooms, we just talked about at the top of this episode where you're talking to people that these are, you know, seven, eight figure salaries doing stuff that like, how am I able to speak with these people? <laughs> um, That's what they say. That's yeah. what they say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it was actually me all along. I was disguising my voice. Um, but, <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, you know, you're, you go into an area that you're not an expert of, you hope to be one day, right? Like, you were talking about starting this podcast. You're like, I didn't even have a microphone, but yeah. you, you go into it and it's kind of like a, a fake it till you make it sort of attitude because you have, you have to put it out there. You have to have the confidence, you know, you're not going to sell crap if you don't sound like you're confident in your own stuff. And, but in the background, you know, what's that battle going on in your head uh, as far as like imposter syndrome goes and comparing yourself to others and, and the, those steps that can easily knock you down if you don't kind of reel them in. Well, I, I don't think that I've ever really suffered from this imposter syndrome extensively. Like it's never been de debilitating. I think at the end of the day, the, the, what, what you really just want to be is transparent and honest, you know, because when you go into those rooms, 90% of the people that are telling you about their salaries or what they've done are all full of crap. They're, they're either full of crap or they're embellishing massively embellishing. So I really don't get caught up in what, in what everyone else is doing. What I, what I definitely do though, is you can very often tell who's being legit, right? Yeah. Who's actually like shooting straight. Who's and, and, and you, as you build that, no, like, and trust with those, with that person, you, you try to, you know, try to attach yourself in different ways, right? Uh, you know, Pat Flynn is someone I admire a lot. So, you know, I joined his mastermind community and, you know, I join his YouTube lives and I'll try to get engaged, or, you know, try to, you know, you can tell when someone's actually giving you legit advice. Um, and, and I think that it, it goes the same way. That's the way I always saw it is I'm always going to be honest at where, at where I'm at. Um, I'm not going to just come out and just start airing out all my dirty laundry and telling everyone all my problems and whatnot. Yeah. But I'm, I'm not going to come out and say, you know, I'm getting a million downloads a month or this or that. Um, so imposter syndrome has never really been a, in a, been a problem for me. Um, I don't think because I've, I've always just tried to keep it close to the close to the chest. And, and I, I would say, let's, I would close with this is I think of it is documenting my journey. You know, you, you're documenting your journey and by bringing guests on, I'm, I feel like I'm learning, I'm getting free mentoring along the way. Plus I'm building my network. And then I never really felt like I was the imposter. I'm just here to share these experts stories and these experts um, advice. And yeah. then as I listen to it and I execute on it, well then, okay, now I've done it and I've, it worked. Now I'm not an imposter because I've actually done it and I've, I've tried it and it's worked, you know? Yeah. Yeah, putting, I mean, 
Shit, every every strategy that I've I've taken from people's advice has, has been amazing. Uh, yeah. So and uh, once you've done it, then you can own it, and then it then it's not imposter syndrome. You've actually experienced it. Your hands have bled yeah. as you've used the strategy. Yeah. No, I I like that explanation. Um, and it's funny that I think the difference there in, in what you're saying is, and this kind of like goes in the theme with with my show as as my as the host. I do put it all out there. Uh, my, I don't know if I'd call it my dirty laundry. Like, obviously, I don't talk about me and my wife's relationship or anything like that. But like, I'm all, I'm very open about like my really shitty years. I'm open about addiction. I'm open about like uh, sexual abuse. Like, I, that's the format of my show, and it also opens up a, a vulnerability to people because I'm asking them to be vulnerable to me, right? So, hmm. it's a, uh, and and I still will at the end of the day will be like, oh, but I don't know, was I good enough there? <laughs> so, uh, but that's that's difference in, in personalities there. Um, so, my, I guess, and finally, I, I wanted to ask you, what advice do you have for people that are either having that spark, like maybe they're listening to this and they're like, oh my god, everyone always asks me to like. I don't know, weave baskets for them or whatever that, whatever that thing is that they're like really good at. People are, are always asking them about and they're like, could I do something with this? Or the people that are listening to this and want to start a podcast, like, cause guys, there is not enough podcasts out there. Um, and like, what, what advice do you have for these people, uh, that are getting these sparks in their head and these ideas? Um, how do they take that next step in, in kind of the same fashion that you did? So there's, there's a lot of context to, to what you want to do, right? You yeah. can't just go out and be a doctor. But what, what you can do, Justin, is, is recognize what is my vision for my life? What do I want my life to look like? You know, and okay, I, I want this. Let's say you want to own a house, you want to have a wife, and you want to have two kids. Or let's just say that's what you want, right? Is the trajectory I'm on going to allow me to take out a mortgage to buy a home? Right. Am I even on a trajectory to to make that happen? You know, am I even going out and meeting uh, women or men or whatever you're into? Right. Am I even, even going out and meeting the right people? I put myself in those positions, you know, because once you once you get clear on your vision, then you can actually start taking te- steps towards that vision. And it, it, Bill Gates said this. People always underestimate what they can accomplish in in uh, 10 years, but they overestimate what they're going to accomplish in one year, right? The, the reality is you just got to focus on being a little bit better each day because those small improvements each day compound over time. Yeah. They compound over time and it's, it's, it's addictive. Uh, it, you just, you, you start to run into this situation where you're like, okay, I'm just going to keep growing and things grow and then things break down, but you're continuously improving. Um, and along the way, failures are part of that. You can't get better without failures. Yeah. You know, you're not going to go to the gym and just squat 400 pounds. You're going to, you got to put in the work. You got to put in the effort. You got to go to failure, you know? Um, but so those would be my first two points. And my third point would be, don't let anybody tell you that you don't have the capability or the opportunity to make it happen. Yeah. Cause that is the biggest lie that people put in your head because they don't want to put in the work or because they've failed or because they're scared. F that you gotta, you, you have the ability to make it happen. Um, and you just, you, you're going to have to put in reps. There's going to be hard days. 
but you're surrounding yourself with the wrong, the right people, and you're just getting a little bit better each day. And it compounds in amazing ways. I, again, I never would have expected to be where I'm at today. And I have no idea where I'm going to be at in two years, but that's the excitement. That's, that's the exciting part of it. Yeah. You don't know. Awesome. Well, yeah, that's, uh, that's all I got. I mean, I wanted to really dive into the, the journey of becoming where you're, or to get where you're at right now. And, and I think we covered a lot of that. So uh, is there anything I didn't cover that you wanted to talk about? Well, the journey is, uh, the journey has just started, you know, so Perfect. we'll have to do this again in a couple of years to see where I'm at. Uh, I would just encourage anyone, if you've, if you enjoyed the episode here today, if you're listening, you definitely want to check out my show, the after hours entrepreneur, the podcast is live. It is fresh bringing on the top digital media experts. They're sharing their best secrets. It's crazy. Justin, I don't know why these people are sharing this stuff, <laughs> but they're sharing it. And so you got to check out the After Hours Entrepreneur. It's definitely a show to listen to. Yeah, I've already gotten some some nuggets from the last couple episodes. So absolutely. Absolutely. Everybody Appreciate check it. that out. And uh, they can follow you on social media at Mark Savant. Or is it at Mark Savant? All over Savant the place. Mar yeah. Mark Savant Media. Every, all, everywhere uh, profiles are found. Awesome. Well, thanks so much, Mark. I appreciate you taking the time and, and talking with me today. And hopefully everybody got some good advice out of this episode. Appreciate you, Justin. Yeah, man.